Welcome to the Leading Life Science Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Fell, CEO and founder of clinical development company Caritas Science Solutions and reader of all things well-being and performance-based. In this podcast, I speak to changemakers and thought leaders from all different disciplines, in life sciences, in well-being, from Scotland and from further afield, all of whom are making a difference in developing our collective and whole person health. We talk leadership, the science of leading, leading science, life science, and the science of life. Whether your interests are pharmaceuticals, complementary therapies, sports, nutrition, or simply taking charge of your own health. We talk about it all and introduce you to some of the most innovative and groundbreaking minds in our community. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice for anyone seeking treatment, therapies, or interested in participating in clinical trials. Always speak to your doctor, GP, or primary physician in the first instance, and they will be able to direct you to appropriate resources. Welcome to our World Cup special episode. While things are heating up over in France, I'm delighted to be joined today by the lovely Rosanna Innes and Megan Gaffney of School of Hard Knocks. Welcome to the podcast, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. I was fortunate to meet Rosa and Megan at an International Women's Day event just over a year ago and I was blown away by the work that you guys do. So I'll leave you to tell us a bit more about that in due course. But first of all, Rosa, would you like to introduce yourself, your background and how you came to be at School of Hard Docs? Sure. So, um, yeah. Rosa Innes, I'm um, from Fife, but live here in Edinburgh where our office is. So I'm the director for Scotland for School of Hard Knocks. I've kind of always worked for charities, um, but saw this job going, um, which was to launch the charity School of Hard Knocks in Scotland. We'd been, um, we had been working in England and Wales before, and I took that job and here we are kind of six and a half years later. Uh, yeah, I'm Megan Gaffney and I uh, work in operations at School of Hard Knocks. I work across the whole charity, so Scotland, England and Wales. I got involved, um, I actually came on board as a coach. I worked in one of the adults programmes um, and a couple of years later transferred into this role. I've got quite a big background in rugby. I've actually not long retired from playing internationally for Scotland. Wow. Um, so you, you've just retired earlier this year, but I believe you've just been away playing with Barbarians, is that right, in South Africa? Yeah. How, how was that? It was brilliant. So um, I my last game for Scotland was last year at the World Cup in New Zealand, which was a really good place for me to finish. Scotland hadn't been at a World Cup in 12 years, so my whole career was kind of building up to that point. Um, and this summer I've been, still been playing, but socially, which has been really good fun um, and good to get back to the reasons why I first started playing and to go away with Barbarians for two weeks. It was so exciting and I loved every minute of it. We were lucky we got to go to Cape Town and then Ireland and play two really good games of rugby. And I met the most amazing people um, who I wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise. Um, but I'm actually getting a shoulder operation in a couple of weeks, so not oh, much wow. rugby in the, oh, gosh. In the future. <laughs> is that from a rugby injury or is it just...? 
Yeah, it is, but not an impressive one. I just fell over. It's the worst thing I've ever done, but no good story oh, about it. What a shame. Oh, well, that's it. That sounds like you've had a, a great trip anyway into, um, yeah, amazing places. So what's your thoughts on the current men's tournament? Obviously, Scotland got a bit unlucky in the draw, but uh, what what do you think of how it's going? Yeah, we were actually discussing this today um, about how Scotland have never been top five in the world and then they go to the World Cup and they've got two teams above them in the pool. <laughs> so we think that they should draw the pools later. Yeah, closer to the competition would be our advice. <laughs> would well, be yeah. nice. <laughs> and we're happy to give that for free. Yeah. But... I think it's been great, particularly this weekend. The quarterfinals have been absolutely amazing. Yeah, Some of the yeah. best games I've ever seen, particularly last night. I feel so bad for France. I really wanted them to win, but South Africa just stuck to their guns. Yeah, it was a very challenging first match for us to have South Africa because they're just str- such a strong side. They're so hard to beat. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was a brilliant weekend, wasn't it? Ireland-New Zealand was a, a fantastic game. and. I always want to support Ireland because they're so close to us, but then you've got to have a soft spot in your heart for New Zealand and, yeah. and the way that they play. So yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I was quite surprised I think to see New that. Zealand, no matter what's going, just seem to be able to. Yeah. And like a heartbreak for Ireland, particularly yeah. with some of their players, that'll be their final game. Mm. But it's the World Cup and you've got this knockout rugby. So Yeah, anything could happen. Exactly. <laughs> so what is it that the School of Hard Knocks does? Um, so School of Hard Knocks is a sport for social inclusion charity. So we use sport um, as a vehicle for change. So we work with young people and adults who are facing multiple disadvantages. So it's young people in schools aged about S2 to S4, so kind of age 12 to 16, and long-term unemployed adults who are aged 18 plus with no upper age limit. So some of them are in their 60s. And we will work with those groups of people for a period of time and we'll be working on confidence, motivation, commitment. Um, We're going to be looking at sort of a lot of the values of rugby, as well as life skills and helping those people reach their potential and get to where they want to be in life. So specifically for the adults, it's an eight week program. It's very intense. They'll come to us for two full days a week. We'll feed them and we'll water them and we'll give them their bus passes and we will give them kit to play in. And we'll spend half of the day doing kind of class, what we call indoor classroom sessions, which tend not to be like a classic classroom with a teacher at the front. They're very interactive. We know that most of our learners don't learn in the traditional way, but helping them to kind of build on their confidence, self-esteem, motivation, helping them set goals for themselves and work out small steps to achieving them. Um, so at, we're really hoping to get people feeling better about themselves and into a positive destination like work, volunteering um, or further education. So it's, it's whatever the goal is that we set with those people. But certainly they are more able to kind of engage with and enjoy life better at the end of it. With our schools, it's an entire year that we work with each group for, sometimes up to three years. Um, So in each school, we'll have 40 pupils. So it'll be a girls group and a boys group that we'll work with separately. The school will choose those pupils. They'll tend to be in one year group um, because we're going to play rugby with them. And you have to be, you know, fairly similar in age to play rugby and um, full contact rugby together 
and we'll do lots of one-to-one mentoring with those young people. The school will choose them because they're maybe very low in confidence or they've got lots of behaviour issues or they um, have got lots of problems at home. So they're just facing disadvantages. So with both groups, half of the time is spent learning how to play rugby and with both groups um, it culminates in rugby matches so for our adults team after the eight weeks they will play a full contact match against a local side and for our schools they'll play timely fixtures and then play um, a rugby festival at the end of that and so the idea I suppose is is if you can face that physicality and that challenge outside on the pitch you can face it in other areas of your life as well. Wow that's that's incredible and that's I guess why I was so keen to talk to you guys because I I really believe that there's bringing principles from sport into um, other areas of life can can just be um, an incredible a game changer really and and I I'm looking at how to bring it into business but just for you guys bringing it just into managing your own life is is quite special so so this this is for people who have never played rugby or have not really had much interaction with sports. Um, occasionally you'll get somebody who's played rugby before and it's quite exciting for them because they'll know a bit what they're doing, but most have never played. So we really start at the very beginning. And that's really important thing for people to have, particularly with adults, you really learn entirely new things or a new game that you don't really have any idea of. So it starts with passing backwards, actually, and then, you know, moving with the ball and learning how to tackle and, and do all of that. Um, we have people from all sorts of backgrounds. We work with quite a lot of um, people who are homeless experienced at the moment. Um, but we have asylum seekers, refugees. Um, we've got people who are just a bit down on their luck and they've lived a fairly, you know, standard life. Maybe they've been in work up until quite recently. It's a huge mix. But rugby, like other sports, is very, very levelling. So once you're in the same team together and you're learning that game from scratch, it's really powerful in kind of making social bonds. And I was reading on your website, it says you focus on the five C's, so confidence, control, communication, cohesion and commitment. And those are all transferable yeah. skills, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So those are all skills that you need really for rugby, but also you need to get on in life generally to be a part of your school, um, to be a good worker in your workplace to sort of just engage with society at all. All of those are, are massive assets. So yeah, we call them the five C's and we measure against those as well. So in our kids and our and in our adults, we measure improvements against those five C's. This podcast is sponsored by Caritas Science Solutions. Caritas is a leading clinical research and development organization that specializes in oncology, neurology, and well-being. We proudly support organisations to take promising, potentially life-changing treatments into the clinic. Ask us how we can support and develop your strategy. Check us out at www.caritasscience.co.uk. The link is in the comments or find us on LinkedIn. So are there any activities that you've got going on around the World Cup at the moment? Uh, well, as you know, we did a, um, a a live screening of the first game, Scotland South Africa. So, other than the result, that was a brilliant <laughs> event. Um, we aren't doing any more during the World Cup. We sort of thought about it. 
we're a small team <laughs> I think as well this time of year that we have so much going on in terms of all the schools are going back we've got adults programs in Scotland and Wales and there isn't there just isn't enough of us to do everything and if we're going to do it we want to do it really well and mm-hmm. um, so we had our event up here which was a bit of a trial run for us but it went brilliantly and definitely something we'll try and replicate yeah so the next one I think will be our live screening of a Six Nations match and then we might well make that an annual thing just get everybody together some good food some good drinks watch the game and then squeeze in a bit about the charity as well Mm, that sounds like good fun what do you think or hope might come out of this World Cup do you think that it might increase participation in the sport or anything like that I just hope it might not necessarily be participation but just fans I think having it in Europe and having it the games at times where people can socialize has made a really big difference every time I've watched one in a pub it's been absolutely chocker I think Scotland performing so well recently and has made a big difference for us like people know who these players are where they maybe Mm. hadn't previously we always come up against particularly our work in Glasgow a lot of the kids we work with have never even heard of rugby before Mm. So to get, you know, the likes of Finn Russell, Darcy Graham, their faces out there will peak interest for what we're doing. And then people outside as well, they want to help charities. So if we can be really relevant, that's only going to be good for us. Yeah, absolutely. I think getting people excited about the game, like Megan says, I think, I mean, increasing participation generally is is absolutely something that we would like. Rugby is good for you on many different levels. I think sometimes, though, when people watch the matches, they're like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> it, it's so physical and it, it, it could make them a little bit worried about playing themselves. But we'd just like to reassure anyone that it's it's fairly safe and you learn how to do all of that stuff safely. And you're not going to be tackled by, <laughs> any, by someone six foot four. <laughs> it's just it, it's not going to happen unless you somehow get up to that standard. So, yeah. <laughs> How does that compare in the women's game, Megan? Is it is it quite physical as well, or? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's a different kind of game to the men's. I'd say, um, the women's game is progressing at such a pace as well, um, and now that more and more teams are going professional, that physicality is only going to grow. I think the women's game is really tactical, and um, we're starting to see a lot more kicking, and the game plans are getting more trying to think of the word like more intricated Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's going in the right direction and there's more competition now as well so we've not only got our six nations and a world cup they've just started a world 15s which is three tiers so um you've got 18 teams across the world involved in that right now Mm -hmm. um so it's I think it's the fastest growing sport in the world women's rugby so yeah I didn't know that it's (laughs) Since we introduced the Olympics, it's really made a big difference. The World Cup in New Zealand last year, they did an amazing job mm. um, in terms of um, the attention it got um, and the respect it got as well. Mm. And I think other countries are now following that example. Mm. I think that's definitely true. A bit like women's football, we can see more and more people are excited about it and watching it. And when you go to the women's games, which used to be in Scotstone Stadium in Glasgow, which is a bit tricky to get to, whereas now they're in the Dam Health, the Edinburgh Stadium next to Murrayfield. And it's often full, isn't it? Yeah, I think my first my first season I played, my first Six Nations, we weren't even in stadiums. We were playing 
like one in Dundee Rugby Club, one in uh, Aberdeen. Like these are not even big stadiums for the club game here. So to now have almost like our home mm. um, at the, the Hive now. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Hive Stadium. And <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a really special place and it feels like that is where you go to watch Scotland women. Mm-hmm. And because it's a smaller stadium, you can fill it. You're so close to the, mm. the pitch. It's a really good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And you've got young girls that can go there and see what they can become if they stick in. Yeah, and it being well televised now as well. Mm-hmm. So when I first started this job, it wasn't televised. And then it was, but it was not comfortable viewing because you could <laughs> barely see what's going on and you couldn't hear it. Whereas now, you know, it's it's very good. It's, it's produced well. You can, you can really watch it at home and enjoy it. So that's so positive, isn't it? Yeah, and I think we're... Here in the UK, with England being um, sort of one of the best in the world, they set such a high example that the other home nations need to try and keep up with that in terms of coverage and what the unions are putting in. So you think we can look forward to another appearance in 2025? Yeah, definitely. Um, So the qualification starts through the Six Nations next year. Okay. this year they performed really well came fourth which would put them in a qualifying spot so yeah it's looking bright good Megan sadly won't be playing but (laughs) we're still here (laughs) yeah perfect we'll definitely go (laughs) yeah great okay so what is one key message you would like people to take away from today um well I hadn't really thought in advance about this so I'm probably I'm gonna half waffle something but it'll it'll... (laughs) go for it I think I, I don't know a few different things I think that it's never too late to try a new sport particularly team sports it's um it's really really good for you I'm, I'm not really from a rugby playing background but we actually played a summer touch league together um and I hadn't played touch rugby at all and we had a brilliant time and we've got a big group of friends together and now we do pub quizzes on Wednesday because that league is finished but it's such a good way to kind of to, to make friends and to do something that boosts your self-esteem and your fitness levels and to, to have that as a regular thing in your diary. I think most people can agree that often you feel too tired or you can't be bothered doing sports or exercise and you always, always feel better for it. You, know, you always feel glad you've done it, even if it's just a walk. So I think it's good to push yourself to do stuff like that. But also another thing I would say is that we work with people of all different ages and we work with people who've been through the most extraordinary hardships that you that you just can't imagine. We work with some people who've just had like one major crisis in the in their life, and we get people not when they're at their very very lowest. They've just slightly climbed up from there to the point of being able to engage with what's around them, and then we take them up to kind of engaging in a in in a more sort of standard way, I suppose. Um, I hadn't really thought about how to say that. Can you word that better? No, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so, so you know, maybe, for example, some people are are well, but a lot of people we work with are just in recovery for um for substance issues, for addiction issues, or people who have just sort of started engaging after after very bad mental illness, and they're sort of now looking at how they can kind of get themselves a bit better socially, and it's amazing how much better people can get. And often it's doing things that you that scare you or seem impossibly hard. But yeah. once you get going at it, you realise, wow, I am actually capable of more. Um, in terms of the charity, I just would like people to know that we're here. And like everyone else, we need funding to do what we do. So we love 
going for coffees with people or telling them on the phone about what we do or showing our work in progress. And if anyone thought, oh, I want to be part of that on any level, then we'd love to hear from you. Just find our website. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess just backing up what Rosa had said, um, I've spent a lot of my life playing rugby. And the reason that I'm still playing is because I just love the feeling of being part of a team. I don't think there's many sports that you have each other's back in quite the same way. Um, and the other thing is rugby is a place for everybody. Mm. Um, we have this message quite often with our girls' groups and our women's groups, but we need all shapes and sizes, all skill sets. Like there is a place for you in this team. And I think sometimes rugby has this sort of aura around it that it's only a specific type of person. And it that's just not true. Like it's better the more diff- the more differences we have. I love that. So how can people get involved or find out more? I would say simply have a look on our website. Also, if you want to see some of our work in action, you can go into YouTube and search for School of Hard Knocks and find our channel. And on that channel, we've got a great content and medias um, person called Alicia, and she's made some fab videos that covers some of our adults and some of our young people and their stories. And that's a good way to kind of get a grip of it. Um, Find us on Instagram, Twitter. Just all the usual We're ways. All over the place. We are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I will put the, those links in our show notes after this. So, just one final question: Dare I ask, what's your prediction for the World Cup? Who do you think is going to win? I think New Zealand. I think they just have a way of pulling it out the bag. And um, they lost their first game, but every game since then, they've just been getting better and better. And I think they're quietly confident now that they can go the whole way. Yeah, I would agree. New Zealand or South Africa, but I would like New Zealand to win. I think they were just so steady the other day. They just unfazed. You're really watching like, like the experts. Yeah, the absolute experts. And that's good to watch. I, I, I really like the team. It's hard not to. So that would yeah. be cool to see. And I think it would be nice for France because then you'd be like, well, the All Blacks won. So (laughs) (laughs) we didn't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, good luck to all the teams that are um, still in it. Rosanna and Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. I think what you do is incredible and so much needed. And I um, totally agree with bringing the principles of sport into everyday life so thank you again thanks Lee thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the leading life science podcast I hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did and would love to hear your thoughts in the comments and you can find all the relevant links in the show notes if you did enjoy it I would be grateful if you could support the podcast by liking following and maybe sharing it with a friend Thanks again to our fabulous guests and thanks also to our incredible producer and editor Callum Greens of Wolfie Media who has helped to make this all possible. I've been your host Lee Fell and I look forward to speaking to you again next time. Remember, hope can find a way.